This is Amon Focus. This is Bianca Carosio. This is your boy Kevin Spence. This is Ashley Bing. Yo, this is Brian Summers, and you're listening to season two of We're Getting Better. Let's go. Brian Summers again, and I'm here today with DMV native Mike Meadows, also known as Sir Meadows via Instagram. What's good, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Nothing much, man. We're out here uh, in Bethesda, man. It's, you know, we got a roll of thunder in the background, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a it's a cool night. And in front of you, in front of you, we've got something new. Normally, we get the uh, dogfish heads, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, you know, whatever they have. But today we got some flying dog. And the thing I like about flying dog in general is the fact that they have, of all beers, you know, they have like, you know, uh, unique names. You know, one one particular name is like Raging Bitch. I always giggle a little bit when I see that, to be honest. You know, but this one is called The Truth. It's an Imperial IPA and it's about 7%, I think, ABV. So let's go ahead and crack these open and just give it a, give it a little re- review. All right, let's do it. There you go. Go ahead, you go. You can have this one. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. All right. There you go. Cheers, man. Cheers. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Wrong pipe. <laughs> it's good, though. I like this. Yeah, it's good. I like it. <clears throat> it's a little sweet. But it, we still tell us the IPA, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's actually more to say it's sweet but bitter. Yeah, it's still got that bitter kick. Which, yeah, I can definitely, I mean, I think, I mean, we got to see. There it is. <laughs> Dark and stormy night. No, we definitely got a six-pack, and normally we get a beer for the first time. It's not really a good practice to get a six-pack, you know, but, um, yeah, this is pretty, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. So, Mike, um, what's been good, man? I mean, it's been a minute, you know, since uh, we, we've kicked it. Uh, I actually met you through Dio, the art hype. Um, oh, yeah, man. Shout know. out to Dio. Dio's a, he's a, he's living it up right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he's been traveling traveling the world, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, we, we met over over there. Actually, did we meet shooting a wedding together, or did we just meet just at, at his crib? We met at his crib. We, we were supposed to shoot his oh. wedding. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. you had something come up. Yeah, so. damn. Yeah, I definitely wanted to shoot both of his weddings. You yeah. know, sh- shout out to the tr- traditional, you know, and the, and the uh, American wedding. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely working that day, and I totally was blown because, one, I wanted to shoot, and, two, I also wanted to just support the homie on his, on his wedding day. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. It was real dope. I mean, you guys, you guys got some fire shots. Thank you, man. Thank you. That was uh, probably the hardest wedding I've ever really ever shot. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Because it was because it was two weddings, or no? Nah, I mean, the two wedding thing is fine. It was just it was just a lot of elements, mm-hmm. um, and also you know when you're shooting a wedding for another photographer. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, that's that's tough. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I, I was at a wedding with, with, with my girl. Just you know, supporting it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while since I've been at a wedding just supporting. Right. And I'm there, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this guy doing? Why, why, why are you using the flash right here? Exactly. You know, oh, you you missed the shot over here. You know, so I yeah. as as a photographer, 
you know, just watching the wedding. I'm over here cringing. Exactly. So, so I, I can imagine what it's like to be the photographer getting married. Like, oh, I hope this man got my shot. Yeah, exactly. And Dial's a beast wedding photographer, man. Yeah. So, like, he's, he's really good. Like, I was, I used to tell him that he should just be, like, he should really stamp himself as a wedding photographer because he, he really does kill it. And mm. events in general, I mean, because yeah. of his personality. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shout, he, out, shout out to the art hype one time. Indeed, indeed. Man, so it was, you know, it was you and, you know, you had a few other guys out there shooting as well, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was me and I think four or five other people. I mean, it was a pretty big, uh, it was a pretty big production. Like mm-hmm. the biggest one I've ever had, at least the biggest one I've ever been part of Yeah. Um, for a wedding. I mean, it was, we had two, pretty much two filmmakers. So two, two video guys. We had two photographers. We had a sound guy, um, and then we actually had just another photographer whose job was just to take black and white mm. candidates. Mm. So we had six people. Damn. Yeah. That is a squad. Yeah. I mean, at the uh, at the reception for his wedding, um, you know, shout out to to the uh, the parents of uh, you know Dion and his wife. Mm-hmm. They they held us down with like a room. It was like a command center. I oh mean, man. Because we had like two C one hundreds. We had like four 5D Mark Threes, 370 to 200s. Um, yeah, we had a whole bunch of stuff, and we needed somewhere to put it. So, I mean, if you walked in there, we had like three laptops set up. We had hard drives for people to come dump their cards. I mm-hmm. mean, it was a full-out, like, command center for, for his wedding. Wow, wow. <laughs> no, that's definitely uh, clutch and very important, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I can remember just some of the first weddings I, I was, you know, like, I guess an apprentice for a second shooter when I was living in Virginia, you know, we were always running back and forth, you know, with, with cards because I wasn't photographer at the time. And this is like 06, you know, 05, you know, so this is back when like digital was still popping, but it wasn't like digital video yet. Right. Um, so we were just out there running back and forth. And one thing that he would do that was pretty tight for, the, you know, his, his, uh, his customers or his clients was uh he would shoot the ceremony and by the time they got to the reception he would have one of us running back and forth with the card so he can just do a quick edit okay and have a few of the shots from the ceremony just on a slideshow mm-hmm. during the reception yeah. which was which was fire yeah that's that's tough yeah but we were running back and forth you know especially when we had uh, a wedding that had a reception in the same place as the um as the ceremony mm-hmm. so it's yeah, crazy man. yeah yeah <laughs> But uh, no, I mean I know weddings is not your your, your only thing. You know you're about to go to you know, uh, Atlanta soon. You got a couple of clients down there. I know. You know, but like, what's what's your, um, what's your choice? You know, your your, your preferred genre of photography. Oh yeah, so definitely weddings is not my uh, my go to <laughs> thing. <laughs> I really only do weddings exclusively now as favors for friends and family. Okay. Um, uh, my go-to genre or niche in photography is commercial photography. Mm. Um, that's my lane. I like it a lot. I, I choose to always stay there. I'm gonna be in Atlanta. I'm doing some commercial stuff. Right. Um, nothing like nothing too too crazy. Um, just some light light magazine stuff with a couple um, tastemakers that I know down there. So okay. So so for people that you know don't yet understand fully what commercial photography is. Yes. Just give give them a little explanation of what what it might be. Okay, so I mean, there's there are different levels to commercial photography, but usually commercial photography is something that is either going to be printed, eventually printed, used for like some kind of uh, 
billboard signage, social media campaign. Um, it's usually attached to a business brand or product. Okay. Um, so that's that's commercial photography in a in a nutshell. So you're not you're not working with an individual that says, "Hey, Mike, I just want you know a shot of myself real quick." You're doing something with a particular brand, you know, that's most likely got a larger budget than a, just an individual person. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a, a bigger budget yeah, <laughs> than yeah. a, than an individual person. So. Right. And usually it's nice because you don't have to haggle. There there isn't too much haggling um, as you would have to uh, deal with with. That went with working with an individual person, which, you know, is it's nice. Yeah. So so yeah, she does. When you first started off in that, you know, um, you know, sometimes companies like I've done work with like um, Nike before, right? And they'll yeah. say this is our budget, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of got to be like, all right, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, okay, I'll 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 take that, you know, right. that budget Nike, mm-hmm. you know, but you know whether it's what you want or, or not, you know, you go into it knowing all right this is my price you know like how do you how, how do you normally like have that conversation like like this is what it's going to cost you or this is what i normally charge or what how, how do you set that price so how i look at it and how i like to look at it for for myself and i feel all creatives should look at it the same way is i try to view myself as much as i can as a doctor prescribing mm. and not a waiter taking orders okay so i look at it like i'm just as in my field of work i'm just as much a professional mm. as the doctor that you go to to get your checkups mm. and so I'll sit down with the client and say, you know, I think we need A, B, and C, and this is how much I think it costs. It's going to cost us to get these images you want, to get them in the places that you want them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, usually it's it's up to them to respect, you know, to respect your professional judgment. Like if you go see your doctor and your doctor says you need to take a certain amount of medication for a certain amount of weeks you're most likely not going to push back and say, I don't think I need that. Yeah, yeah. you sure, doctor? <laughs> yeah, you sure, doc? Um, you know, but a lot of creatives look at themselves or they act more as a waiter taking orders mm. than a doctor prescribing. You know, it's kind of like the client, they allow the client to determine how much they're going to pay them, tell them exactly what they think they need, mm. which, you know, sometimes clients do know exactly what they need. Mm. Um, and if they do, that's fine. It's up to you to kind of validate or verify, like confirm it. Mm-hmm. Um, but often then you have times where they don't and it's up to you to prescribe exactly what, you know, based on your professional opinion and expertise and just knowledge and craft in, in the game that you have, you know, more than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to you to let them know exactly what, what it is. It's, it's, it's funny cause it kind of ties into the whole, whether you believe in this philosophy or not, um, of the customer always being right. You know, it's like. Yeah, no, this is going to cost you $5,000, you know, instead of, instead of them saying, yeah, my budget is 1000 Well, I can't do it. You know? Yeah, I mean, what you have to do in those situations is, you know, you, you don't want to disrespect your customer, right? You know, you definitely want to respect them, let them feel like they have just as much of a say in it but really i think it's also just about educating the customer yeah because a lot of them don't know you know a lot of customers don't really know what they want they kind of just see something i have a lot of clients who will just show me a magazine it's like i want an image like that but Mm -hmm. they don't know that you know on the other side of that image is like four light setups there's somebody holding a reflector they had a fan a like a uh, um, like an industrial fan blowing, yeah. you know, to get that hair yeah. swinging. 
but to them it's kind of just like oh all they see might be like the white backdrop mm-hmm. so they're like here we have a white backdrop you have a camera you know here's yeah. a couple hundred dollars let's get that shot yeah and you're like no we need a lot more <laughs> than, yeah. than just a white wall and a camera yeah. to replicate that look so i mean really it's just about sitting down educating them letting them know um just what to look for and give them and show them examples of your work it's like you know your work at some point should speak for itself and that should uh also really have the customer it should create some trust you know with the uh with your professional opinion that you prescribe in those situations so the customer should feel comfortable that definitely makes a lot of sense and i've told people before you know people like your clients trust you and they'll pay you more or rather i said this and let, let me know if you agree or not but i always say you know they're they're paying you because one you're doing the job but you're also like you said educating them teaching them you know about um what it actually is and you know when it when, it, when it's all done at the end of the day they're they're smarter they trust you and you know like you're not you're not showing them how to do your job you're you're letting them know you know this is what it is. It's like, it's like like you're speaking two different languages. Like you know, um, you're being you're you're the expert because you're not only good in what you do, but you are I guess in a, in a way bilingual. Yeah, you exactly. Because you do have to speak to like you said, it's kind of two different languages. You have to be able to speak to the customer in a way that they will understand all the technical elements that that go with you know the photography side of the project that they want because you could sit here and talk about like strobe lights and needing certain but they're not really going to understand yeah, that they're like what's a strobe yeah they don't know what the difference is between a strobe light and just like a regular a flashlight flashlight <laughs> or like a video a constant video light or you know just different things like that a wireless trigger or this or that so it's really just you got to figure out how to take those things and and create metaphors for them mm-hmm. or um or just find easier ways to explain it that just aren't so technical because a lot of it's going to go over their head and overwhelm them and then you you enter a whole different realm of problems yeah yeah so what's up man yeah so, man. so look let's 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 take a step back like like way back you know how did okay. you how did how did you even start in photography man it was <laughs> we were talking about it you know before we before we uh, got on on the on the air yeah um my dad had a camera <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's <laughs> yeah, that's how it's, that's how it starts right yeah everybody's dad had a camera my dad had a camera my dad's actually an avid photographer um he works in the medical field now but growing up and i think when he was in college it was he minored in photography mm-hmm. or at least he took like a shit ton of photography classes yeah so um you know he always like growing up we always had the best i guess cameras i guess yeah we had the best cameras video cameras uh dslrs well slrs yeah at the time film cameras yeah film cameras and i was never really a fan of being in pictures Mm. and so growing up like we took a lot of family vacations like we would go to the beach a lot and i just never really liked being photographed so i would always volunteer to take the picture okay and so um that's where my affinity for photography really began. It was just from a very young age, just not wanting to be in the picture, taking the picture, and I just eventually just got really fascinated with it. I would go to Costco with my dad. We'd dump the film rolls, go like you know two days later to pick them up, and being able to see you know those moments you were able to capture, especially back then, it wasn't so instant. At least for me, it wasn't. Right. 
So, you know, days later, sometimes months later, like we would go at the end of summer, right before school started, we'd dump all these 35 millimeter rolls. And it was like, whoa, like, you know, I took this at like Myrtle Beach or we were in Atlanta and we took this or we were in New York and we took this. So and just like seeing pictures of my siblings, my parents, friends and, you know, it's like, whoa, like, you know, it's cool because there wasn't social media you know, back in 97. Nope. <laughs> like, you know. Nope. So that was almost, it was kind of like the social media before social media in a sense. Just in, in terms of being able to see those moments, um, like right in your hand. Like now everybody can just kind of pick up their phone and go on Instagram and you can scroll back to as far as you've had an Instagram and see stuff from 2012. And that's kind of what it felt like, you know, as I started to get into photography. Mm. And... Um, yeah, so I always like I was always just a hobbyist, I guess like a serious hobbyist, mm -hmm. um, because I never wanted to be in the pictures. And about four, it'll be four years in September that I've been doing it full time. I worked as an engineer at Verizon Federal, and uh, I pretty much just left my job. You know, cold turkey just <laughs> left. You know, life happened, some things happened, and so I ended up leaving my job. Yeah, and it was kind of like okay, I was about twenty two. And I was like, what am I going to do now to, you know, make money? I don't want to work for anybody because every time I would get a job, like I'd work for some of the coolest companies like Apple, Microsoft, and they were dope. But that that feeling, that feeling kind of that it lost its luster after about six months. It just felt like a job, felt like you had to do something like that somebody was telling you to do. Yeah. Had to be on other people's time. And so that's when I really, really um started to like hone in on my photography i was like you know people would always be like yo like your pictures are dope like i would always upgrade my cell phone based on the camera in it mm. i didn't really care too much about the other features but if the camera was significantly better than the one i had in my hand yeah i would definitely upgrade so you had a bunch of iphones yeah a bunch of them <laughs> i mean every single like starting from about like the 3g yeah i mean i was just I was just an iPhone guy, really because of the camera. Before yeah. that, I was all about, like, the... Uh, remember, like, the old-school Windows phones? They were, like, almost like mini tablets. They yeah, were real yeah. huge, clunky things with yeah. styluses. I felt like I was, like, some kind of boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, like, um, but, yeah, when that iPhone dropped, it really changed It really changed everything. And so, four years ago, I was like, I got to make money. Started watching videos wherever I could. And YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube, because, you know, YouTube wasn't YouTube like it is now, like four and a half, five years ago. Like, it's still, it was like becoming the beast it is now. Yeah, it's funny, like, four years ago, YouTube, I wasn't really messing with it like that. I was more so on Vimeo. Yeah, like, Vimeo they, was popping. Yeah, and, 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 and Vimeo also had, like, the, um, what, what do they call it? Vimeo school or something like that, mm -hmm. where you can go to it for tutorials. Yep. And it was just, the quality was just a lot yeah. more better. The, it still is. Know, yeah. But, you know, YouTube's got, they've got those users on there. So the yeah. community is just way bigger. YouTube's got, got a little more money. Yeah, they got just a, a <laughs> lot more. They got that Google money, man. Yeah. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, man. So I just was really just watching videos, dude, nonstop watching videos. Um, my dad used Nikon. So when I was about to, when I was transitioning to going full time, I went and bought a Nikon uh, D5100, I think is what it was. Okay. And I used that for about three months. And one of my, my cousin's now husband, he's in Los Angeles, and he was like, he swore by Canon. He was like, why would you go buy a Nikon? Like, you're <laughs> tripping, dude. Like, yeah. So immediately I put the Nikon on Craigslist. Mm. 
Went to yeah. Best Buy, bought a 70, um, got a couple lenses, like a fi- actually a 50, and then the kit lens was like a 28 to 135. Okay, and, yes. And just went ham. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you really think there's a huge difference be- between Nikon and, and, and Canon? I will say this. If you want to go into video at any point during your, if you, if you think you're even going to dabble in it, I would say go Canon because Canon yeah. does do video better. Yeah. In terms of photography, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Canon does have better lenses. They have a wider variety of lenses. Like that's a fact. That's mm. not even a. That's not an unbiased or biased opinion. They just have a plethora of lenses. I definitely, I definitely uh, agree with the video uh, thing because I started off with Nikon as well. Oh yeah. You know, and, you know, <laughs> you know that, was my, that was my first camera I got, and then I just stuck with it. And then you start to build up your arsenal of lenses, and it's like, well, I can't. I can't go back now. Exactly. You know, it's gonna cost. It's gonna cost too much. It's gonna to, cost to like, way too much. You know? <laughs> so I mean, unless you get a converter, but that's really not, not even like you know awesome either. But yeah, like I always tell people, it's like this: Nikon versus Canon is like Nike and Reebok. Yeah. They're both gonna be great shoes, you know. But I grew up on Nike, yeah. so I'm gonna wear that. Exactly. <laughs> you know. That's um, all it is. Yeah. But yeah, I have friends who they swear by Nikon. Like yeah. they won't. They don't care what kind of specs you put in the Canon. They're just not even gonna look at it. I'll say this: when I when I first started shooting, you know, I was saying I was saying that um, the color like Nikon Canons handle color better. Like mm-hmm. stuff was a lot more vibrant and whatnot. Yeah. But that's also before I started shooting raw as well. So yeah, I'm like, exactly. you know what? Uh, Once you shoot is, raw, it kind of neutralizes all of that. Exactly. It's like, well, what's the point? Because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be neutral anyway when I drop it on the computer. Yep. You know. So yeah. Um. But no, I agree with you with, with video. Um. I mean, I have a 7D as well. There you go. I haven't used it since I had my little Fuji X100 though. I, that I, thing. I see you using that thing, man. I've been doing, yeah, but you guys got me thinking about making that mirrorless move. The, the thing is, you know, it's um, you know, nowadays I got a lot of friends that use Sony's as well, and that's, Sony, like if you, move. if you have, if you have a digital <laughs> camera, you technically a shoot with a Sony because mm-hmm. it's got a Sony sensor in it, yep. you know, but everything else is whatever. It's like driving a Benz versus a BMW. You get inside of it, it's a great car, mm-hmm. but the buttons are different places. Exactly. That's 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 the difference. That's what I hear. I'm actually considering making that jump mm. to a Sony camera very soon. That yeah. A7R2 is calling my name. Man. Yeah, man, it's worth it, I think. I think it's def- definitely worth it. But, um, but yeah, so you got your... You you got got your Canon, you got your 7D, yes. and you went ham. Went ham, man. I mean, when I say ham, I'm talking like shooting every day, shooting anything. If I mean, I would go to the zoo, take pictures. I'd go on walks in my neighborhood, take pictures. My yeah. siblings, family, my pet. Like I had a dog. <laughs> dog was my test dummy for yeah. for a whole summer. And then uh, one of my friends and I, when he's also a photographer. We would, um, you know, Terry Richardson. Yeah. So Terry Richardson is like the master of the uh, the one light, hard shadow, white mm. backdrop. Yeah. Uh, that's like his signature look. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to replicate that look. We were like, okay, if we can master this look, and even just do these kind of portraits, you know, for people, you know, that would be a good in into like you know just trying to build build one build the portfolio mm-hmm. and two get some money you know because you know you gotta you gotta pay for bills you gotta pay for gear you gotta pay for your cell phone bill just bills yep. in general exactly so i mean like we went and got an alien b mm-hmm. 
got a couple of light boxes, umbrellas and stuff, and we shot everything. I mean, we shot each other for hours. He actually, a couple of weeks ago, just sent me a folder. He just shared a folder with me on Dropbox. <laughs> some throwbacks? Yeah, some throwbacks. That's exactly <laughs> what the folder was called, too. He was, like, he was like, yo, some throwbacks. And I was looking oh, at it like, damn. He was like, he was like what is this? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, my I was like, God. this is crazy. But, um, I mean, really, it was just like a very relentless... Um, it was just a very relentless, driven, you know, just, we really just wanted to get good, man. Like we wanted to get good and we wanted to be so well-versed. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, we were reading books. We were on YouTube. Like I said, we were on a whole bunch of like no film school. Mm -hmm. We were on, um, uh, F stoppers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all those, all those blogs, all those, uh, you know, photography, creative blogs, we were I mean, I was neck deep in all of those things, man. So, so that's really like, I mean, that yeah, that was four years ago. It's crazy to even think that it's it was that long ago. But I yeah. mean, that's really how I got into it. And once I got in there, man, it was like I started and it was kind of just like I wanted to shoot. I wanted to shoot. I wanted to shoot. And I didn't really know where, like what lane I wanted to be in. So mm. I was like back then I was that photographer who. You know, you hit me up like, hey, man, I need a LinkedIn headshot. I was like, cool, I got you. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, I, you know, my, my baby sister is having a two-year her sec two two year birthday party. I was like, cool, I got you. Yeah. Somebody was like, hey, I'm senior portraits. Bet. It's like, we just got a puppy. I was like, cool, I'm there. Just <laughs> got a puppy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was shooting everything, dude. Like, I mean, I look back at some of the stuff I've done, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, so, so, look, let me, I, ask, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, When, all right, so you started... You started shooting uh, about how many years ago, would you, would you say? Like, professionally? No, just... Or just in general? In general. I mean, 10. I'd say about 10. Yeah, about 16 is now, probably when I, like, really started. Now, now in that 10-year span, when do you feel that you got good? Man, you know what's crazy? I don't feel like I got good until, like... A year and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I was about to say, like, last year? Right. Yeah, like, and, last year. Like, and, the beginning of, like, 2015, I feel like, is when I got good. Like, 2015, for me, was kind of, like, I knew I could be thrown in any situation from mm -hmm. a photography perspective, and I already knew, like, it was going to be dope. Now, now, like, how do you think you're going to feel 10 years from now? Are you going to be like, damn. It's probably going to be I, the same thing. I didn't get good till 2030. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably going to be the same thing. I'm going to be yeah. like, man, I wasn't even good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like right now, though, I'm at a place where I am. I know who I am as a photographer, like, in that I know, like, how, like, I have an aesthetic. I feel like before I didn't really have a developed aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just mimicking, like I said, Terry Richardson. I was mm -hmm. like, shoot like him. Um, Nigel Barker, shoot like him. So now I know, like, I have a look and feel to my work. And I also have, like we mentioned earlier, a, a niche in photography. Whereas mm -hmm. before, I was kind of just running around mm -hmm. to whoever called me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 10 years from now, probably, you know, I'll be like, oh, you know, I had an aesthetic, but now I've fine-tuned it, and it's <laughs> it's much richer and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really don't, I really don't feel like I got good until, like, until the beginning of 2015, man. Yeah. Like, that's when I really felt like I, I came into my own. I think mm. that's the best way to put it. That's good, that's good. Yeah. Hey, look, man, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll talk more about some stories and, you know, future projects. Yeah, let's do that. All right, man. All right.
So I just finished watching this season of Luke Cage, and it only seems right to make this week's photographer spotlight about Jamel Shabazz. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, Shabazz started documenting friends and peers at the age of 15. Shabazz's work in the 1980s covered the fashion, lifestyle, environment, and social conditions of African Americans. He's noted as a pioneer of street photography and is responsible for hundreds if not thousands of images at the beginning of the hip-hop era. You can find his work in over five books compiled with collections of curated images in addition to collaborative projects. To date, Shabazz has taught with the Rush Philanthropic Arts Foundation, the Bronx Museum, the International Center of Photography, and the Studio Museum in Harlem's Expanding the Walls Project. For more on Jamel Shabazz, visit jamelshabazz.com. And watch for a quick reference to his work in episode 2 of Luke Cage on Netflix. Back to the show. Alright, we're back. So, tell me your origin story. Tell me a little bit about your, you know, you know, your profession or your, your lane, rather. Yo, what are some crazy stories? I mean, like I got this is one thing I want to get into more with season two. I want to know more about some particular stories specific to, you know, either coming up or yeah. your actual, you know, lane right now. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, well, we we talked a little bit about about Dial's wedding. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was like that's actually one of the crazier that wedding. We had some crazy moments in that wedding. Yeah. Um, but uh, like we had a photographer, I won't say any names. <laughs> I'm not trying to mess their credit up. Indeed. But um, they they were so hype about the wedding because his wedding was lit. I mean, it was a it at some at one point it just was a full out party. Like yeah. you forgot you were at a wedding. They were they weren't in their wedding gear. They were just in some party clothes. And yeah. So uh, this one photographer was so excited. <clears throat> That they started to um, post videos. They would take videos on their phone and was running back to our little command center, like I said earlier, and was uploading them to, to Facebook, talking about, like, you know, here live at the uh, Tada 2015 yeah. situation. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you know, and at the time, like, you know, me and Dio are, you know, we're business partners. Like, this is yeah. one of the biggest weddings that I've shot. I'm like, yo, what? Like, you gotta get back in there and start taking these pictures, man. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, this isn't some kind of like, this was this was some he's kind a, of broadcast uh, live, <laughs> situation. He's over at uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> live and direct from Tada 2015. I yeah. was like, whoa. I was like, you gotta get your ass back out there, man. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. So that yeah. was wild. And then, um, you know, just like just in my day to day shooting, um. I mean, yo, people are just, people are crazy. Uh, usually it's with clients in the, um, in their expectation of what you're supposed to do. Okay. Like I've had clients think that I'm going to also do their hair and makeup. Oh yeah. Nah. You know, I've had female clients come out of the fitting room, come out the dressing room on some, on some crazy, you know. X-rated, like on on purpose or on some. I just feel free right now. No, on purpose, man. They they have intentions. Oh oh, wait wait wait. So you you mean like they'll like they'll they'll come out like, hey, I can't pay you, but but I can pay you. (laughs) You're like, no, I can't pay the rent with that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
So that, I mean, that, and that's been wild. You know, that's been really crazy. That's only happened a couple of times in the last couple of months. Um, yeah. But that's been, that's been really, you know, it catches you off guard because, you know, they're away changing. And typically, like, when that happens, you're probably just, you know, looking through mm-hmm. your, uh, the images that you've taken just to make sure, you know, that you've got some heat in there. Yeah. So, you know, they come out and you look up and it's like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's like, um, what so, do I do here? Exactly. So, uh, you know, that's been that's been kind of wild. Um, well, back to how hard has it been for you to turn that down? Oh, man. I mean, I'm I'm single, so yeah. it hasn't been it's I don't have to turn it down per se, but I want to maintain a very professional. That's something right. I really don't play with. Um, exactly. This isn't something I do on the side. It's not a hobby anymore. It's not. This is how I've been providing myself, providing mm-hmm. for myself for four years, you know? So it's like, you don't want to ever really cross that line. Right. And I just, and that's exactly how I explain it. You know, I'm like, you know what? This you're cool. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But this isn't, it's not going down like that. I can't mess my credit up. You're like, you know, this is how I pay for it everything that happens in my life so i had an art teacher that used to say uh don't shit what you eat exactly and that's all that is you know that's all that is so it hasn't it hasn't been that hard i mean is it tempting probably you know it, it definitely is at times but like you said don't shit where you eat and i'm, I'm not trying to mess my credit up man i yeah. gotta i gotta have you also want to maintain some kind of in, integrity because you also don't know what they'll say yeah they go you back know, they well, go, might go back and twist this you know twist mm-hmm. the story yeah, and nobody's ever gonna hear your side in that mm-mm, situation. Mm-mm. You know, so. Because as a photographer, you're always the creep. Exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> man, he trying to take pictures of me. You're already you know, a creep. Da, 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 da. You know, like I, girls will see me and they're like, "Oh, you're a photographer? Oh, I've heard about photographers." And I'm yeah, like, exactly. "Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking? I'm about? like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. But um, yeah. So definitely, always turn it down, fellas. Always, always, always. Yeah. Especially if it's what you do to pay bills, man. Like, like, like Brian said, don't, don't shit. You know, don't shit where you where you eat, where you sleep, all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Nah. So yeah, I mean, those are those are some wild stories. I mean, also just, I, I mean, I've had like really dope like uh, stories too. Um, had the pleasure of shooting for Timex. Oh, nice. About this time last year. It was really dope. I mean, it was... Did you get some free watches? Yeah. I oh, mean, sweet. Yeah, that was the plan. They never sent them. <laughs> at least, or they said they sent them. I never got them. They got lost in the mail. Yeah, they got lost somewhere. But mm. they had sent out like five like new watches. Yeah. I never got them. Timex, if you guys are listening, um, you know, it's not. It's never too late. Yeah. yeah they're, <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably at your dad's house right now. He's, right, yeah. He's, he's, you know, like, flossing. Yeah, he's flossing with, like, yeah, which with watch all today? the Timex watches, man. <laughs> But um, that was a dope shoot. I mean, we we were out in Annapolis on the water. We were in a beautiful yacht, um, shooting some of their uh, their yacht collection watches, which was really cool. I mean, they were they were really fun. Really, you could tell they were just really free, drinking champagne, mimosas on the boat. Nice. They offered us some. Again, we professionally declined yeah, because even though they offered it, you know, you don't want to. It's a fine line, you know. It's like you yeah. don't know what they'll go back and say. Mm-hmm. So you know we didn't we didn't uh, partake in drinking with them, but you know they definitely uh, they definitely let let loose a little bit, and that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, had the uh, honor of shooting for uh, some government agencies here, you know, based in the DMV. So Indeed. shooting for some government agencies that's always been cool because seeing government workers uh, during nine to five mode is much different 
than oh. seeing them between takes on uh, like you know let's say headshots for for their websites and things like that yeah uh, you're kind of like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> the stuff they talk about is really crazy um you know and they like and also it's kind of cool because you realize that they're real people yeah um just because you know the way government officials are perceived not i'm not talking about police officers either i'm just talking about just people on the hill yeah, like, like you know just senators okay governors okay. people in the people who work at the pentagon etc cetera, etc cetera. they're kind of viewed as just very like rigid mm-hmm. straight you know straight arrow type of people and they, i mean some of them are but then some of them are just crazy it's crazy like they're yeah. just super wild people and you wouldn't believe half the stuff that i didn't believe half the stuff they were telling me and they i mean they 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 definitely proved that what they were talking about was legitimate. Um, so, yeah, that's been cool. And just really just shooting with my boys, man. I mean, like, you know how it is. Just yeah. having friends who shoot in this uh, that are in the game. And you guys just go pick a random spot and just get lost. And, like, you know, going whether it's, like, going to Great Falls or finding, like, an abandoned mansion. Or, yeah, you yeah. Know, just, just doing some weird, just going to wild stuff. Yeah, just exploring. That's always That's always been dope. I encourage everybody to kind of just go somewhere you haven't been with people that, you know, that you are cool with and that you can have a good time with, have good conversation with and just shoot, man. Just create some dope stuff hmm. and, and really just explore, especially out here being based in the DMV. It's kind of hard to appreciate all of the stuff that happens out here, man, because we take it for granted. But recently I've been uh, biking a lot. Okay. So I've been going into D.C. I'll take, of, I'll take the metro. What, what were you saying? I was saying, what kind of, what kind of bike? All right. So I'm going to get there. I need to, I need to step <laughs> my bike game up. Okay. I've been okay. using the Capital Bike Share. Okay. Okay. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I get, you got to start somewhere, right? But I've been using that Capital Bike Share. Everybody says they suck because they're really heavy. You they only like have the big, the big red joints? Yeah, the big red joints, yeah, man. Yeah. They only have three gears. But that's what I've been doing, though. And it's been cool because I'll just drive into Georgetown and mm-hmm. park. And I mean, I'm riding like five, seven miles just for out for a couple hours, and I'll stop, you know, at the monuments, take pictures either on my DSLR or my uh, my iPhone, yeah, and just really sit back and appreciate this stuff because it wasn't really until a couple weeks ago that I really sat back and kind of took myself out of the DMV and looked at it as if, especially DC, as an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. there are people who travel all over the world to see the white house yeah you know there are people who travel from china like you're talking japan australia germany just to see the lincoln memorial and that's stuff that you know growing up here you drive past it on the highway you're like it's yeah. whatever that's like an annual field trip yeah it's just yeah you know it's, it's like, just eh. it's like eh, whatever yeah. yeah so like i've really taken them i've taken the time to step back and really appreciate those things just for how everybody else sees them and appreciate some. And I've really, I've actually grown to love this area even more. I mean, mm-hmm. like being born and raised here, like this place will always have a piece of my heart, so to speak. But um, kind of looking at the D.C. area as if I was a tourist, yo, it's, it's really dope, man. It's really cool. Like, you know, people are freaking out. They're like, that's where Barack Obama is. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's been there since 2008. You're like, you know, like, <laughs> That's my man. I'm like, yeah, what that's, you mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Barry. Yeah. You know? I'm like, what's up, man? Took my girl to the White House like a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we were at the front. You know, she, mm-hmm. she was like, I got to go to the White House. Of you course. Know, so we, went, we, we, went, we went to the front of the White House, and I'm like, nah, we got <laughs> we to walk around and go go to, to the back. Yeah. You know, so we went to the back, and uh, sure enough, there's a few tourists back there, mm-hmm. and um, it's like two people 
you know, on the back, you know, and and folks outside there are like, oh my god, is somebody out there? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's a house. That's <laughs> right, you know. And they do this. They yeah, live here. Exactly. You know, but like, I mean, it's cool. It's like seeing other people's reactions to yeah. something that you might underappreciate or take for granted. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. which we definitely do. I feel yeah. like at least I do. Yeah. And now I kind of. I really wanted to see things the way people see them because especially in photography, you know, like perspective, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to change my perspective of this area. And the best way for me to do that was just to almost just look at it as if I was a tourist, because believe it or not, a lot of the monuments and stuff, I actually haven't really been to or seen like from a close, from a close uh, viewpoint probably since I was a kid when my parents took me or maybe field trips in school. So going back as an adult and riding my, like riding a bike through there, kind of really being one with the city, not just Mm -hmm. driving through, but I'm talking like ride through, stop, you know, take some pictures, really sit back and, and really soak it all in. People are freaking out. Like, I think, um, I think that what what's their dog's name in the White House? I think Bo. One of them's like Bo or something. I think it is name. I think his yeah. name is Bo. I think Bo was out running around. I forgot he had Yo. a dog. To be yeah. honest, you know, <laughs> everybody ran to the like. You would have thought Obama stepped out. Yeah, and, nah, like you would have thought was, the president himself stepped out. The next, the next best thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everybody ran to the everybody ran to the fence. I was like, what's going on? They're like, it's the dog. It's the dog. <laughs> I was like, Yo, what? And you're like. Yo. I was like, come on, man. But I mean, so those are like, for me right now, those are just like the cool stories. That's where I'm at, especially with, with my community. I'm really trying to be more, trying to be more involved um, with a lot of things that are happening. I've been traveling a lot for work lately. Um, so I'm just trying to be more involved. Like you had uh, the We Love You Project came oh, yeah. to D.C. That was big for me because oh, I saw when you were doing it in Brooklyn. And I just... I wanted to be part of it. Like, if you had told me beforehand when it was happening in Brooklyn, I would have tried to come to Brooklyn. Oh, man. So, when you said you were doing it in D.C., I was like, yo, that's dope. I was like, I got to be out there, even if I'm just there just to be just a fly on the wall, if I'm passing out papers, if I'm holding water bottles. I didn't really care. I just wanted to be part of it because that was, for me, that's like, for where I'm at, that's kind of like part of, um, you know, what really gets me going now is just Mm. really doing stuff out here in the city and in this area because um you know it's it's stuff that you just take for granted and also just to help people like you know whenever you can help and what you're doing is extremely powerful and i think it's it's definitely gonna blow up if it hasn't already blown up it's definitely about to hit a new level (laughs) so that's really been cool man that's what i've been doing around here Man, I, I've, first of all, I really appreciate you coming out. You know, oh, come on, man. Got, you know, <laughs> I, I already know you got some fire, like, you know, like fire behind the scenes shots and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this, it's, it, it's amazing how much a small idea has, you know. Yeah, that's how it starts, though. It's crazy. That's definitely how it starts, man. What yeah. I mean, I, I know this is probably this is supposed to be about me, but what made you want to? <laughs> <laughs> what What gave you that idea? We just I, I don't know if you've answered that on a, on the show yet. Oh, uh, well, the project pretty much came, you know, because all the, you know the deaths of black men mm. and 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 black women, of course, you know, in you know in the news and and I've never been one to just be so quick to just go out and say hey i want to protest yes i want to march yes i you know, agree with you you know I'm, I'm i'm that's not my that's not my, that's not my first my first thought mm-hmm. because you know marching to me is 
it brings awareness, but it doesn't solve a problem immediately. Exactly. Now, granted, this I don't think this is immediately solving a problem, but I feel like it's it's it speaks it's, to you. Yeah, it, photography is my voice. That's mm-hmm. my loudest voice. Yeah, and um, I feel like it's an up to date version of creatively protesting. Yeah, you know, it's as much an art form as it is a form of protest, but it's also we live in a in a digital age. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I feel like, yeah, you can march in Washington, you can march in Ferguson, you can march, you know, in New Orleans or wherever, Yeah, you know, wherever some event, you know, took place. Mm-hmm. But we said earlier, earlier in the episode, you know, we're all on social media. Yeah. So what if we all come together in solidarity and show us some there. type of form of marching? You know, we have a uniform, black t-shirt on a white background. Mm-hmm. You're a black man, a black boy, you know, a black male. And you know what's interesting? I've got people that I know for a fact. You know, like I guess I I, I guess it all like you know, depends on like what you consider to be black. You know, mm-hmm. at, yeah. At, at one point, because <laughs> I got friends, last names. You know, they're like you know like uh, your last name might be like um, Mendez. Yeah. You know, that's not a black last name, right? Or is it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, is it? You know, you're black, brown. You know, you fit in that category. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So the whole object or the goal of the project was to solve a problem of mis, um, misunderstanding, misrepresentation, perception. Yeah. You know, so if you grow up seeing, you know, criminal, 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 mm-hmm. who's the criminal? The black guy, the black guy. Who dies first in the movie? The black guy. Who's yep. thrown in jails? The black, the black guys. guy. If you always see that, you're going to believe that. Mm-hmm. So if we change the perception or change the perspective, change the narrative, yeah. you know, and you know, you see a bunch of, you know, uh, black men that don't fit that narrative, mm-hmm. that fit some positive narrative, right. then you're going to think, you know, generations from now, nah. These are just humans, dog. Right. Yeah, they're just people. Yeah. Like, we're just people. Yeah. So I'm not going to harass this man yeah. because I feel like that's the guy from Boys in the Hood. No. Exactly. No. Right. 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 That's dope, man. Like, that's real cool. And I think I like you with that whole, with the whole situation. I felt like I, I was bothered by it, but I couldn't go to a march. I couldn't, you know, like people were blacking out there. I think social media, like, have like their profile pictures, which. Oh, like having a black profile. Yeah, a, like the solid color. Yeah, just a solid color black. Yeah, but yeah. like you said, photography, like you know, right now is my loudest voice, and mm-hmm. so, and also, it's not even just that. It's like, how do I want to do this? Like, because I, I mean, I know some people who hit me up, like, oh, like you know, let's get together and do a shoot, you know, about this thing. But you could kind of tell that there may or may not, like you know, it's not up to me to judge. Mm-hmm. Been some kind of ulterior motives, like, of course, you know. But yours, I was like, man, this is dope. Like, it's just black men in black t-shirts. I was like, this is the cleanest, most minimal thing that we could do to try to change that narrative. Like, just showing all these different faces. Because, yeah. like, people are like, oh, yeah, like, we'll call a stylist. And I'm like, stylist? What do we need a stylist for to yeah. get, you know? I was like, I don't, I was like, I think that's that's not what I want. That's not how I want to express mm-hmm. myself with this situation. So, when I saw what you were doing, and I read a couple captions that you'd put up about the project and I checked out the site and I followed the uh, the Brooklyn one really closely. And so uh, when I saw it, I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to be in town. Like, I got to come out. Like, I got to come out. And this aligns so much with what if I were to do something mm. like to kind of go for the cause, it would be something like that. Mm. I was like, I need to come out and support it. And I'm so glad I did, man. Like, it was dope. 
so many people came out. Then you had a bigger turnout than you did in Brooklyn. Yeah, and like 30 people or so. Yeah, and it was... Uh, so, in, in New York, we had 165 people, and that was over two days. Yeah. Oh, the, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, we, we had, you know, a lot of people come out, and the space was smaller, so we thought, oh, well, let's do another day. Okay. Um, but in D.C., it was 195 people, including myself, mm-hmm. um, uh, that happened in one day. Right. And Imagine if you did DC for two days, bro. <laughs> I felt like you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say anything yeah, right now, right? You know, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, but no. D- DC was definitely epic, yeah. and it's only going to grow from there. You know, it's it's amazing. Like every day, or every, I'm going to say every week. Yeah, it's at least two or three um, press outlets. Reaching out, you know. Okay, that's like, big. You know, from like large ones to small ones. Yeah. Huffington Post reached out. Um, that one dropped, you know, uh, like mid-August. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's it's just, it's been a lot. Yeah, you that's know? dope. And I, I'm just very thankful that this project has been so, um, it's been received so yeah, well. it's been definitely been well received. I mean, yeah. people love it, and I think it's good for the city, which is like, I was really glad that that came here and I was able to be part of it. And also just for, I think just for the creative community, like I noticed a lot of creatives who came out, especially a lot of creatives actually who've influenced me were out there, which was cool because some of them came after I left, but I text them like, oh, I saw you in there. Uh, shout, like I, shout out to uh, my man, Gary, Master yeah, Williams. Master I Williams. know he came out with Travell T. Miller Films mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on Instagram. You guys could, you guys could check those, those guys out. They're definitely both very dope creatives who are pretty good friends of mine in this industry. Um, I was excited, and I'm glad that people like that came out. I saw uh, Marvin came out. He actually had hit me up. He's like, yeah, I think I heard you were there. He's like, Brian's so cool. Like, <laughs> he's like, this is my first time meeting him. I was like, I just had to come. I was like, yo, I'm glad you did. I was like, I'm sorry I wasn't there, but like, definitely Brian, Brian's a man. <laughs> but I think that was really cool because I think a lot of people felt like you. I know I felt like you. I know those guys did. And it, that was the best, and it is the best because it's still going on, way to kind of like do something uh, regarding the you know all the all the craziness that's been happening yeah. you know so so big ups man big I, big ups yeah. bro that that was really dope I appreciate it man yeah so like talk, talk, talking about projects and bringing it back to you oh man okay <laughs> <laughs> what's next man for for Sir Meadows oh man so m- projects I have going on right now I don't know I feel like this has been a pretty low key I. For me, I feel like this has been a really low-key summer. Every time I meet somebody, a friend, they're like, you're always traveling. You're always traveling. And I mean, like you rightfully said, I leave for Atlanta, you know, in the morning at 6 a.m. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm starting to accept that I am always traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I mean, really, it's just I'm just trying to create impactful, meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's paid work with a client, whether it's... Um, a personal project. I am trying to get some personal projects off the ground. Um, some like some commercial editorial type of stuff. And uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get some commercial, trying to do some like personal commercial stuff just to kind of uh, to create stuff in my portfolio that I'm not getting 
in my paid work, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like the work you often put out is the work that you're going to get. So I'm just trying to put out some, trying to trying to do some different stuff. I'm going to, I've been playing around with uh, Adidas. Adidas is um real cool right now. I don't know if you're, oh, yeah, the y, you're hip. But Y3s. The Y3s, the Ultra and Boost, and the, the Yeezys, Yeezys, of course, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course. So I've been messing around with that. With uh, some conceptual stuff, like kind of just like pseudo uh, mar- uh, marketing campaigns and things mm-hmm. like that, uh, built around around Adidas. Um, shout out to Adidas. Adidas is a uh, we're, we're trying to we're trying to do some things there. So that's been really cool. And also, man, I love traveling. So um, like I leave for Atlanta tomorrow. Um, I'll be somewhere in the islands, you know, in the next month. Mm-hmm. I've been this past like the summer. I I've been to Houston, Vegas, L.A., Miami. <laughs> I was in Atlanta, Houston, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Yeah, you know, pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas already. I've been. I've, I think this summer I'm averaging about like two flights a month. I was in Detroit, uh, you know, early in the summer, and then in Grand Rapids. I've, I've been to New York City twice. So I'm really just trying to travel a lot, and I'm really absorb some of the culture. Mm. in the creative space i think that's really like over these next couple months i think that's really what's going to impact my creative projects that come up it's kind of just like traveling and i kind of just when i'm trying i follow so many dope creatives all over the country and i'm just glad that they it's reciprocal like they i think they're dope i guess they think i'm equally as dope so it's kind of just like hey i'm gonna be in your city can we link up Mm -hmm. you know can we shoot can you show me around? And they always do everybody who I've hit up. And that's really, and I'm, I'm always just like learning, 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 learning and trying to borrow the best attributes of all these creatives that I meet and apply it to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really, for me, what's next is really just continuing to learn travel. And hopefully like January, I'm going to have this like really, really dope project that uh, will be like, will be really cool and really meaningful um, I'm gonna try to make it DC based. I feel like I want it to be something that the city will resonate with out here, because um, I am uh, considering moving to Los Angeles. So okay. I feel like that will be like a. Uh, <laughs> it'll be like my. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say a gift, but it's gonna kind of be like my last big thing I do out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess creatively before I, before I call the West Coast home. So. So right now, I think that's right now. It's really just doing a lot of learning. Like I've learned so much from so many different photographers. I mean, I could name them all and name like the little things I've learned from each of them. But we don't have time for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, even like when I was at the at your shoot. I mean, just like I've never done like a shoot like that with no lights, no nothing really. It was just a camera, simple backdrop, straight natural, click click. <clears throat> Boom! Like you know, it was like, and I was like, "Yo, this is wild." I was like, "This dude just did headshots, like legitimate headshots in two minutes." I was like, <laughs> I was like "That's dope," because like you know, sometimes in this field, like you feel like, okay, you want people to get their money's worth, but their money's worth doesn't always mean the amount of time it takes, yeah, to get the shot. Yeah, it's always about the end product. So like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I've been in situations where like I felt like I got the shot, like shot number three. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, they paid for an hour, so what are we, what are we about to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, what are we about to do? But I'm like, it's, sometimes it's okay to just be like, hey, you know, like, we got it. Like, so we can do whatever you want. We can go home. We could just shoot just to shoot. But as far as, like, what you paid me to do, like, we have got the shot. You know, it's crazy because, like, I've, I'm negotiating a, um, engagement shots right now, right? Yeah. Or the package with, with the wedding mm-hmm. as well. But, you know, they're, you know, they um, were asking about the, the engagement shots, and they're like, well... Um, how long it doesn't only take, and I'm like, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll do this. I do this other this other type of session. It's called a portrait walk as well. You yeah, know? yeah, and, yeah. I've seen those. And, you know, normally that's just me hanging out with you for like an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, minimum. You know, but to be honest, once I get the shot, it's like we just hanging out right now. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, um, and a lot of times it's just me hanging out with somebody that doesn't really consider themselves a model. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're out there like. Hey, what, 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 do what, do? what do I do with my hands? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, right. no, nah, you good. Just do this. You know, we're just talking, and mm-hmm. I'm just snapping some candid shots. And you know, a lot of times, you know, it might just be walking. I'm like, hey, stop, hold up, pause, pause there for a second. Right. Boom, boom, move on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess that's how I'm like honing, like you know, what, how much time I put into something, and also shoot, shooting, shooting with um with, with film, you know, gets you in the mindset of like, I'm not gonna waste. Exactly. You're not gonna waste an exposure. Yeah, you know, but I guess with digital is more so. I'm not gonna waste this battery. Mm-hmm. You know, taking a bunch of raw shots, yeah. it's gonna kill my battery. Right. You know, I, I can just you know get these shots or just you know practice knowing what to shoot instead of just spraying and praying. Yeah. Um, you know, so, <laughs> I like that spraying yeah, and praying. Yeah, you know, so so um, yeah, that's 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 normally the thing. Like, I, I'll go at you for like an hour or so. Um, but you know, one thing I do too, I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna say take your time, take all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, respect my time and I respect yours. Of course. But you know, your shots, especially with an engagement shot, it shouldn't take more than two hours. No, definitely. Yeah. But but I'm also like, you know what? I work with you because I know you want to go to these many places. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll charge you accordingly to like how much you want to do in that time frame. If you okay. if you got two outfits. I know you want to, you know, preserve this. This is your, this is your special day. I charge you for that, you know, uh, you know, fairly and accordingly. But, um, no, it's not. It shouldn't take that long. And you know, if it does take significantly shorter, then I'll be like, hey, you know, like you're just a great model. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you got you got it done. And then I guess it's the experience, really. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's you know, I. We got the shot, but it's more so like, for instance, the people that came out to the We Love You shoot, right? Mm-hmm. They, you come up, and again, like I said, it's almost 200 people that are coming out, and I'm shaking your hand, every person, how you doing, I'm Brian. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not not trying to, you know, be some, like, cocky dude. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Because most of them, folks don't even know that it's my shoot. Yeah, so that happens all the time. All the time. People yeah. follow me on Instagram and have no idea who I am, mm-hmm. and I've I go somewhere and they're like, oh, are you on Instagram? And I'm like, yeah, just Sir Meadows. They're like, whoa. They're like, what? <laughs> they're like, I follow you. I'm like, yeah, you know, cool. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like, that's that's I, that's real. I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. So you just shake the hand. How you doing? You know, I'm Brian. What, what brought you out? You ask a simple question and then after it's done, they for, for one, they're like, damn, that was fast. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, if they if they feel so inclined, they'll ask another question. Mm-hmm. Then my, you know, because it, because it was so fast, and I know I can shoot this many people in, in a certain amount of time, it's gives them, it gives them a few minutes, maybe five minutes to have a conversation. Yeah. And then I'll be like, all right, you know, good to meet you. You mm-hmm. can stick around. 
I gotta I gotta shoot somebody else. Of course, you know. But it's the end result, like you said, and like you know, and how you treat them in that experience, mm-hmm. and how you know you treat them after the experience. Because you know, sometimes people just want to hang out. Yeah. People, people just want to meet somebody. And people just want to chill, make a friend. Yeah. Or yeah, that's that's true. I've made a lot of friends just off of just shooting. So. Yo, oh yeah, man. I mean, I've met some really really cool people, like people who. I probably would have never met or never would have thought I'd be friends with them. Mm-hmm. You know, not because of any, just because it's like, what are the chances? Like life never bring, like life would have probably never brought us, you know, to meet until you realize that it did. And that's by shooting. Yeah. You know? So some of my closest friends now are people that I met through photography. So mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely real. One, that's definitely real. One thing I always say to people about photography is it's one of the, I don't know if it's the few things, but it's one of the things that you can actually put the work in network. Yeah, you know, that's very true. Like you can be out, you know, outside, you know, right now and just shooting, and you see somebody and, and they look cool. You mm-hmm. shoot them, you go over to them, you have a digital camera, you show them the picture, and they're yep. like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Yeah, exactly. Can you send me this? Mm-hmm. Now I have to get your contact information to send you this. Yeah. You could be, you know, a creative director for Nike. Yep. You know, before for, for, for all I know, and then you know, next thing you know, it's like, hey, I got a project. Mm-hmm. You know, um, boom, exactly, job right there. Oh yeah, I mean that happens a lot more than people think it does. Like that is real. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, taking advantage of showing the image right then and there. Like I know photographers who would rather not. Yeah, which you know, I I feel like that sometimes too. But <laughs> sometimes it's actually beneficial to show that image. You know, right there in real time before the edits because. Yeah. Sometimes just it looks it looks fresh right away. You know it's fire. You got some heat right there. Just show it off real quick. Yeah, if you yeah, it depends. Like I feel like sometimes photographers might not be as confident, or they might not want to give away you know what their shots look like beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, I know, I know I'm gonna do a lot more to this shot afterwards. Yeah, you know, but I'd still know this photo. At this point, it's, it's a lot better than a lot of other photographers or a lot of other photos that, that, you, that you've seen, seen before. Yeah. So I'll show you this, and you'll be like, oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that's something that actually edit, and you're like, and you're like Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. That's yeah. dope. That's right. real dope. Right. Yo, I feel like we can sit here and chop it up like for another hour at least, man. For sure. But that just means you got to come back on the show. Oh man, I'm <laughs> hey, man, I'm an avid listener. You guys are you guys are saved on my SoundCloud. You know? So I'll definitely be. I, I hope to be back. Uh, you know, I don't definitely. know. Have you done Have you done anybody twice? I think. Did you do James twice? Yeah, James. Yeah, I think. James, yeah, I think James, I heard two. Yeah, James yeah. been twice. James been on twice. I feel like it's been somebody else twice. So Dia wasn't twice. But we've got a show together now, so I guess that might count. But yeah, that no. definitely counts. Yeah. Definitely, like that definitely counts, man. But no, hopefully, I could be a guest on that too, man. That sounds definitely, dope. man. Yeah. Look, look, that show, shooting with shooters, um, just two photographers shooting the shit about photography, but also talking about you know like everyday occurrences, you know, um, you know, you know, you know what, just. Just just go ahead and uh, check out the show. You know, if you're listening right now to Wicked and Better, shoot them or shooters happen because, you know, hanging out with one of the guests that was on We're Getting Better that I actually grew up around the corner from, you know, all my life. Never actually knew that, you know, we got back together, you know, later in life and this became really cool. So, you know, check that out. Shoot them or shooters every Thursday. Bet. Um, but no, but Mike, back to you. Like I said, 
you gotta be you know a, a, a guest back on the show again definitely gonna have you on Shooter with Shooters as a guest on that joint thanks and thanks, um, thanks. maybe maybe you know if you if you make that that uh, a trip to uh, or that, that that change to, to LA hey man gotta gotta come out there when I'm out there hopefully I you know Lord willing I'll be out there mm-hmm Everybody's welcome to come through, man. Like, Indeed. Just come through. You don't even got to call me. Just be like, call me when you land. Just yeah, be like, hey, yeah, man, I just yeah, landed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> like, yo, I'm here. <laughs> I'd be like, bet, there's a key under the mat. You need? Nah, I'm a, I'm a, the plan is I'm going to have one of those uh, cool little, like, electric locks that I can yeah. just unlock the front door from my phone. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so even if I'm not there, I'll just be like, yeah, here's the address. Just go through, man. Yeah. Be like, what about the key? I'll be like, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just text me when you get there. Yeah, exactly, boop, boop. man. So <laughs> Look, that'll be cool. That'll be cool, hopefully. All right. So people can find you, obviously, on Instagram at Sir Meadows. Yeah, uh, that's everywhere, actually. Okay. Instagram, Sir Meadows. Facebook, Sir Meadows. Uh, Twitter, Sir Meadows. Okay. Snapchat, Sir Meadows. Indeed. What's the uh, website? The website is non-existent, oh, but it man. will be. <laughs> okay, okay. The website's non-existent. That's actually really crazy. I, we probably do. We have time. How yeah. much time do we yeah, have? Yeah, go ahead. I want to. I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway to put myself on notice. Okay. I've been doing this for four years. Like, like I said, full time. This is how I make a living. It's how I afford everything mm-hmm. with no website, bro. Mm. That's wild. <laughs> like, I mean, that's good, I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> actually, great. <laughs> but imagine what'll happen when the website comes. Yeah, and that's even my dad tells me all the time. My dad's like, "So you're doing all of this? You're getting gigs? You're doing all this cool stuff? Like you're traveling? People are paying for you to travel?" He's like, "And you have no website?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right?" He's like, "So what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know." A yeah. part of me feels like it's my business model now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of me feels like, what happens if I make a website? Like, yeah, shit could really pop off, like yeah. you know, for me. So, the plan is to make one by like the middle of September. Um, the plan is to make one soon. Yeah, um, to make one soon, and uh, hopefully I do it because I want to see what I want to see what can happen for me. You know, with that, because I don't think it can hurt. I don't. I definitely don't think it'll hurt. Definitely won't hurt. It definitely won't hurt, right? So yeah. yeah. So it's been crazy. You know, I think about it all the time because a lot of people send me the links to their websites to critique the the portfolio that they've put up. And what's crazy too is I, I'm also a designer mm. along with being a photographer. So I mean, I'm working on like three websites right now. Okay. For clients, and I don't have a website for myself. You know, you know, you know what they say. What's what's the phrase? Uh, you know, the the I'm not I'm not gonna say this correctly, but the the carpenter's house is the one that it's it's not finished. Yeah, I paraphrased yeah, the shit right. out of that. Yeah. But pretty much, you know, like for instance, my dad is the general contractor. Mm-hmm. Our house is pretty cool, but it could be better. Yeah, for, of because he's a general contractor, but he's out busy doing everybody else's house, making sure his house is paid for, mm-hmm. which is tight. You know, we right. got a, we got a roof over our head. You know, but. It could be cooler. It could be cooler, you know? So that's where I'm at right now, man. So I definitely hope to uh, get a site up soon. And when I do, I mean, I have the domain purchase and everything. It's going to be sirmeadows.co. Mm-hmm. And I also have sirmeadows.com. It's crazy because like, I, I think when I created that, uh, I guess, what, that handle, Yeah. I thought it was going to be taken. But apparently, it's. I mean, it's 
every new form of social media or anything, it's always available. Mm-hmm. I thank God for that because it's just so much simpler to just tell somebody like Sir Meadows on everything. Just yeah. find me everywhere. You put that anywhere, it will be me. That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, but so, yes, yeah, so, I mean, no site. Um, so, I mean, but when it comes up, it will be SirMeadows.com. Um, yeah, man, but I mean, I've, I guess I've been blessed yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, to make it this far. You know what, though? I mean, like, for what you do, you do commercial photography. All you yeah. got to do is say, yo, go to GE. Yeah. Go to Sony, whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you can always go to Sir Meadows and see what I'm doing or yeah. follow me on Snapchat. Right. You know? So, what I, at least for the listeners, I won't say, like, I'm just, I'm not completely winging it. I do have, like, a pitch kit. Okay. Like a portfolio, <laughs> like a PDF that I do email. Yeah. When they're like, oh, can we see some work? I'm like, okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. I just send it to them in email. Or I can just text it to them, which maybe that works better because I can just send it directly to you. It's more and personal. I know you're looking at it. Right. It's more personal. It's more personal so. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we got to check it out. It's like, no, I send it to you. And I, yeah. And I, and I, and I see, I see the, uh, the, the read receipts. Exactly. <laughs> so I know you checked it I know it you out. saw it. Right. Yeah. So cool. that's, that's kind of been my approach over these last couple of years. So hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, when that site comes up, things kind of, things turn up even more. Or Yeah. That's what's up, man. So look, Sir Meadows on everything. Yep. And the thunder and lightning has stopped. It has. So <laughs> let's go out and shoot something. All right, let's do it, man. Thanks again for listening to another episode of We're Getting Better. As always, drop comments, rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to follow our new show, Shooting with Shooters, every Thursday with the art hype, Dio Kosoko. And remember, let's get better.